Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? This is One Nation, One Team, show and tell. Hey everybody, we're here at the Adafruit Factory doing our weekly show and tell like we do every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, and it's a ticker tape parade <laughs> of fun and maker enjoyment as people from around the world come by and show us what they're working on, whether it be uh, soldering or coding or 3D printing or crafting or knitting or cosplay. We want to see what you're up to. So we're going to go through some Adafruit folks and check in on them uh, this nice summer eve and then whoever else comes into the show. Let's kick it off with Scott, who's got Hello. a cryptic message from the OLED future. Yes. So uh, you can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. OK. Uh, what I've been working on is adding other color depth support to Display.io. So previously, Display.io would only work on 16-bit color dis displays, like all of our color TFTs. And uh, I've been working on getting it so that the same code you write for Display.io on a TFT can just translate really easily over to an OLED, um, which is only, in this case, a single bit, uh, mm. whether the pixel is on or off. Um, the work that I'm putting in should hopefully scale to like 2-bit or 4-bit uh, grayscale displays as well. Along, I'm, I'm shooting for e-ink uh, also, because I really want an e-ink pie portal, and we need to do the work for that. So. I, I uh, told him if Scott does the code for it, I'll do. I'll make the hardware design. Yeah. Made. Yeah, because I like we don't uh, next to our bed. We don't like light sources when we're trying to sleep. So an e-ink pie portal is the best of both worlds. Where if it's in the morning and you have a little bit of light in your room, you can just look and you can see the time without it blasting you when it's completely yeah. dark. So I'm um, doing a lot of groundwork for that and hoping to get it in maybe by, well, working hopefully by the end of the week and then maybe in next week. Uh, so people should take a, keep an eye on CircuitPython for that. Well, I like how you have like, you have the top of the Blinka and it looks like the text, like sometimes it shows up and then it like flips over. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So. I, one thing I did notice is that I was stepping through. I can tell it to just like do one area update at a time. And the very first thing that just shows the Blinka, it shows like the Blinka head here. And then the body is like one bit over, um, which is clearly like some of my math is not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's this stuff displaying. It's looking pretty good. You can kind of see the text. There's a lot of science fiction shows that would really like this. This is great. Yeah, it's it's great alien speak. Yeah, but it's no, actually it's, saying like test one, two, three, four, five. I think it's a countdown uh, self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally like predator. <laughs> this looks like the predator yeah. tax that always appears. It's like, yeah. it? I gotta get out of here. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's well, tricky, people, but we'll figure it out. People will be looking forward to that. It looks awesome, and I think that'll be a great addition so people can do OLED with all the font support that you added and yeah. maps and, and we'll like, wanna do We'll want to add a display bus for the I squared C OLEDs as well. Yeah. Because uh, we can only do SPY and 8-bit parallel currently. Yes, that's true. Um, all right, cool. Thank you for the updates. Next up, let's check let's in with Katni. Let's go to Katni with this. Katni, nice overhead, Katni. Hello. Thank you Hello. very much. It's new. Um, so I have been working over the past uh, couple weeks on a library called PyBadger, uh, which we have a PyBadger to go with now. Very exciting. Um, and uh, what it does is it helps you very easily create an event badge. And so we wrote a guide for it where Blinka is going to a conference. 
And so the first bit is a uh, hello, my name is Blinka. Um, but we wanted to take it a few steps further where you could display a business card with an image. Oh, it also auto dims if it doesn't move. That's nice. Um, but we wanted to be able to display um, a business card with uh, your name and email address um, and uh, a picture. So this is, this is Blinka's picture here. Um, and also have the ability to display a QR code, um, which takes you to wherever it is you want to go. All of this is customizable, including the fonts and the, um, does it work? Well, we're going to well, try I'm it. I'm going to try. Let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah. CircuitPython.org and Safari. It worked. Nice. Um, so, uh, and then you can go back to the hello, my name is badge um, by pressing another button. Uh, so this is designed with a built-in font, so you don't actually have to have a font file if you don't want to. However, you can customize it to use your own font files if you want to get super fancy. Um, the size of the text is all customizable. Uh, the colors are customizable. And uh, that way, when you go to your conference, you can have the coolest badge in the place. Okay. Well, this is looking great, and just in time for conference season. Um, so yeah, now we've got a couple projects with making custom badges and we'll add more and more to this as people come up with ideas. I think what we'll see is people go to events at the event, they'll hack their badge to add like maybe a step counter or like an interest icon where you can add like different icons for the kind of stuff you want to talk to people about. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll add that to the library. I think that'll be really neat to see. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay, cool. All right, good work. Next up, let's check in with JP. Hey, how you doing? doing? All right, yeah, here we are. Um, so I'm going to switch cameras too. How about that? And that's to show you a little teaser of the game that I'm going to show on the show tomorrow and a, a little background on this. This is something that Lady Ada hacked up in uh, Make Code a little while back, but we didn't uh, get a chance to polish it off and finish it. So here it comes. Uh, and this is using the accelerometer on the Pi Gamer. Oh, let me restart it. Live demo. Uh, to do, oh, I'm going to turn it off and on, sorry, a Marble Madness where you're going to tilt your Pi Gamer to move this little marble around the board, and we're going to have a proper uh, maze level where you got to avoid sinking into little holes and you got to get to the end, uh, and what I've decided to do is there's a sort of common... Um, trick in game development, which is to teach a player how to play the game, not through a tutorial, but through sort of a sneaky tutorial that they don't realize is a tutorial. So to start this, we've got to get down to this little red dot, which means we've basically taught all of the gameplay that's necessary. Uh, and then we'll go through and get to the actual game here, which I'll show tomorrow. Which is much more challenging. Way challenging, like it's super, super challenging. My have, son, you, have you gotten to the end? Have I have gotten to the end, yeah. Most of the time I get about a third of the way there before I fall into a hole. It's uh, quite tricky, but I yeah, think- Yeah, I remade this uh, to mimic those wooden um, labyrinth games that like when I was a kid, this was like, we didn't have video games. So we <laughs> we just and, uh, they, they were hard. Like I never got very far. Yeah, you had the two, the two knobs. And yep. uh, it just kind of sucked. I mean, you always pick up the marble and put it in where you last were, but it was upside down if it has the little acrylic lid and 
Yeah, it was super okay. challenging. So yeah, I thought I would, I would mimic that. It's a good a good demo of the accelerometer capability. Yeah, it's a great demo of the accelerometer, and it's very straightforward. That part of it is very is one of the simpler parts of the code, as we'll show tomorrow in Make Code, getting it to respond to the accelerometer on the Pi Badge and Pi Gamer. It'll work on Pi Badge too, right? I haven't tried it. Yeah, it should. I mean, you just have to update the bootloader to the latest version. Um, and uh, I think with this one, I'm gonna try to do a couple of levels and then encourage people to build their own levels because uh, doing so is really straightforward. You can update them with uh, with one block, the tile uh, tile map block. So it should be fun for people to add extra levels okay. to. Tune in tomorrow. Please come by. JP's workshop. Get your marbles and lose them and then get them back in. Okay, let's go to Dan. Let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan. Okay, we can't hear you. We can see you though. You want to try fixing your? You also do maker charades. You want us to come back to you, Dan? We'll come okay. back to you. All right, let's, let's go, go to, to Noam Pedro. Noam Pedro. Hello, is hey. the audio working? Yep. Okay, cool. Alrighty, uh, would you guys like to see what we're working on? Here it is. It's a uh, Neo Trellis-based project using the Prop Maker Featherwing. And let's turn it on. So it has a built-in speaker and battery, so it's portable. And uh, you don't need to connect it uh, to like your DAW to make sounds. It makes sounds right off the bat. Um, so it's always fun picking. Hey, hello there. Hello, world. Yes. Um, does it work? Excellent. Yeah. OK, cool. I'm hearing. Right. How does it feel? How does it feel? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's let's uh change it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Wait, we already did that one. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Okay. That we'll we'll do that. All right. That's what we're working on. Um, I'm working on the learn guide and shout out to Mike B for the awesome code. We need to make them a little bit more happy, so we'll, we'll get on that. All right, cool. <laughs> yep. Nice work. And we'll be playing a couple time lapses and more on our show tonight. Yay. I guess we'll check back in with Dan. Dan, you want to unmute your mic and see how it goes? No. Nope. Well, you can hold it up, and I can, I can, I know what it is, so I can explain it. Okay, in Dan's hands. So in Dan's hands is, is probably a Bluetooth something something. Okay, we're back to... Okay. okay, he has. So he has one feather blue fruit, yeah. and it's got three potentiometers on it, and it's wireless. No, there's no wires here. I didn't notice the lack of wires. There's a lack of wires, and there's another blue fruit, and it's got a NeoPixel feather wing attached to it. And so the question is what if you wanted to change those NeoPixel colors? How could you do so that? In that other, in his left hand, he's going to turn those knobs, I bet. And yeah. It's gonna, and it's going to change the colors the there. Colors? Okay. Probably using see. something like. Bluetooth Central or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see the color changing because it's so bright. I believe you. Oh, the battery broke. All right. Hold on. No mic, no battery. He's just, he's in the seat, Kenny. This is what. <laughs> we were talking about this in our other meeting. It's just like. This is how it goes in life. You just get used to well, it. We're going to come back to Dan. After he gets his battery, and there's too, too, un, too, too much wire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That's exactly the right thing to say. Thank you. All right, let's go to Aaron. Uh, okay, let's go to Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Hello. Hopefully, I'll have a little more success. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I'm, your video looks really good, by the way. So yeah. Yeah. Everything is everything is frozen around here because I have a brand new computer. It's exciting. I like that Dave's audio works now. Works <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I'm going to share my screen here. I, I think I showed this a couple of weeks ago, but I've kind of redone it and I'm working on building it. I have a, a, a bike that I'm working on um, for taking a Burning Man. It's like a, a very fun, exciting um, old bike that I'm changing into a new fun light up bike. Um, I sort of redid the setup um, and I'm pretty happy with it now. I've got a um, waterproof battery case and then I've got a Feather M4 with a prop maker wing on it and then I've got a three watt LED up here um, and I've sealed the whole thing so that they're all it's completely sealed and encased in plastic like it's so nice that I could throw I threw it in the pool and the whole thing just works underwater which is really nice it means to me that it's not going to break when I take it to festivals or anything like that it can it's dust proof it's waterproof it's everything proof um, so I've attached this to a tube that's on the back of the bike um, and another tube goes inside of it that's got a big long fiber optic cable. Um, this again was my first build. I used acrylic. Uh, don't use acrylic. Acrylic breaks as soon as the bike like leans against anything. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I redid it with some polycarbonate tubing and now it seems really cool. Uh, here's a photo. I've also added some little crystal gems from my earlier project. I seem to be adding these to just everything. They're like my favorite thing ever um, to the end of it. And so let's see. I'm gonna see if I can get back to my self here, uh, cause I've got the real thing right here. I don't know if it's very visible, yeah. but it's got all the fiber optics and it's not even that dark in here. This this uh, three watt LED is just ridiculously screaming bright. So it's pretty cool. It's attached to the bike here and uh, it's just starting to look really good. Uh, next up, I'm gonna add another system that's gonna have, um, it's gonna have uh, lights all over the frame of the bike as well, which are going to have a separate battery and everything. So again, if one of the systems breaks or anything goes down, uh, you're still going to have lights on your bike, even though you're out uh, at a festival or play or whatever. So that's yeah, I like you used to, I like use of fiber optic because it's not a commonly used material, but when done right, it is ex extraordinarily durable. Unlike near pixels, you know, you're never going to get a break in the middle that like makes half of it not work. You only have right. one light source, so. Overall, it uses less or the same amount of power, and you get this really beautiful effect. And it's, again, yeah, it's weatherproof. You can remove it and add it, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so it's and I, yeah, it's really cool. And I love uh, the whole thing is removable, too. I can just pull the fiber optic tube out, uh, and the bike, all the lights and everything are just attached securely to the bike. But I can take the fiber optics right off. Yeah. So if I want to put it on a bike rack or whatever, the fiber optics are not going to get screwed up in the wind on the back of my car. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that looks cool. And people can check out the guy if they want to DIY their own version. I like you dunked it underwater. That's a good, that's a good test. Taking that risk. All right, next up, let's go back to Dan. Yeah. And we'll okay. So Dan, you have a desk. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Everything's working. Everything's working. All right. So I, I, I unplugged one of the webcams. So you won't see me, but you see the desk. Right. So here we've got um, one, we've got uh, the thing with the blue top is a, is a, like a, a uh, blue fruit, a Bluetooth peripheral, like a fitness monitor or something like that. In Bluetooth, you've got 
peripherals and centrals. And this guy with the LEDs is a central. That would be like your phone. Except in this case, I've got two Feather NRF 52840s. One is the central and one is the peripheral. And then they're talking to each other by radio. They're two inches apart, right? So there we go. <laughs> this guy, this these three knobs are red, green, and blue. And as I change the knobs, it's sending RGB messages of changing color, the blue fruit messages to from the set from the peripheral to the central. So we'll just turn this up. And and this I'm using this thing as a history kind of. It's showing the Oh, uh, I see. So as you change the you can see how it changes. And now I'll turn it up a different way. Now I'll turn it back down. And so this is kind of like the color picker app in the Blue Fruit Connect except that I'm using knobs. And that's what we got here. And now it's so dark, you can't see anything. Mama, I'm... Okay. All right. All right, that's that's it. It. So this will be in a beta, an alpha or a beta really soon. All but right, so people who are interested in Bluetooth, Circuit Python, central mode. Yep. And I've got scanning too. So I've got scanning, peripheral, and central. Amazing. You're, there. you're doing the work of 100 people. Yeah, <laughs> I know that because on when I was on uh, embedded FM podcast, they said 100 people at Fitbit do all this for Fitbit. Right, and I feel like I've invented my own SDK underneath there. It's yeah, that's looking <laughs> for you, Dan SDK. Dan, right. Dan SDK. Let's go to Roberto. Software Dan Kit. Okay, we're gonna go to Roberto. Okay, Roberto. Hey, folks, can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. All right, for whatever reason, I couldn't get my uh, my internal webcam working, so I'm just working with the one that's connected to Cheese. And uh, hopefully y'all are seeing this Soundwave 3D printed uh, head. Yeah. Uh, I use some magnets to make the top detachable. And on the inside is a NeoPixel ring of the 16 LED variety. And on the bottom here is also a 3D printed panel that is customizable via OpenSCAD. Currently, you're seeing the Decepticon logo, but it's also, uh, you know, you can customize it with Mario icons or uh, the other ones I did was from Star Wars. And in the middle is a monochrome uh, trellis keyboard. And on each key, except for this one here, is a sound. And so I... That's nice. <laughs> I made sure not to put any uh, copyright ones on here, so y'all should be good. Thanks. Yeah, so it's got a bunch of sounds. And this one particular button is set aside to change the light modes. So sound wave is purple, so I got a purple, and then there's a white and a red. But the only thing was the, the Arduino Uno Revision 3 ran out of memory, so I could only put three different light modes. The Soundwave shield that I'm using, I think it's like y'all's product, 94. It's real low. And I can put pr pretty much unlimited uh, sound uh, sounds on there, but I was limited by the memory on the Arduino Uno for how many light modes I could have. So, I don't know, maybe the next one is to move on to a, a different board that has more memory. Um, as usual, I put the, the code on uh, GitHub, and uh, if anyone's interested, they can check it out. Thanks for having me this week. Thanks, Roberto. Right. And as usual, you don't bring it up. Thanks. <laughs> it's like a cliffhanger. All right. Autobots assemble. Hey, Jonah. Hello, TG Techie. Yeah. We can't hear you. You are. No, you're here. 
Yep. Yes, hi. I'm sharing the screen, right? Yes. Hi. So um, I've been working on graphical interfaces for a while. And my previous version, which could do buttons and use like the idea of selecting things, while it worked, the creating an app for it wasn't as elegant as one would like, or at least as I would. So I'm um, creating a third version where to create an app, you make a class that represents the app. With each page, you put a class inside of that app class. And you just decorate them with these little decorators. <laughs> um, and then add a setup method to the class. And then you, it'll figure out the rest of it for you. And um, I switch back to regular camera. Version one is actually displaying things. Okay. So it can interpret that structure and actually produce a user interface. Pointers are still to come, selectable objects, so it's good, but hopefully it'll well, work. It works really good. And uh, hopefully you're trying out the latest versions of CircuitPython, which are a little bit faster, so you'll get more data, yes. more faster. And all you need to do is pass um, a display, you know, display object, and then the number of good sizes you want. OK. Awesome. Right. And Melissa. Sorry, Melissa, who also has a Pi Portal project. That's right. There we go. Uh, so I've been working on a Pi Portal calculator here, uh, working on a guide for it, and it is working pretty well now. I uh, kind of reverse engineered another calculator that uh, I had yeah, as an example. Tilt it, tilt it back a little bit and then bring it closer to the screen. People can see. Yeah, yeah. no, tilt it back a little yeah, bit. There yeah, you go. there you, there you go. go. You can see how close it is to yeah, probably nice. some of your familiar calculators. It's all in Python, and it works. It's all pure Python. Yeah, CircuitPython, and it's in using Display.io uh, user interface elements. So uh, it's using just the buttons and rectangles and uh, a label. All right, looks awesome. We'll have a guide for that shortly. It's also a good, it's a, well, first of it's a great calculator, but it's also a good way to learn how to make it user interfaces in yeah. Display.io. Mm -hmm. one of the for one of the first Python tutorials for graphics that I that I did was learning how to make a calculator. Yep, that's a good project. Okay, and I think we got through everybody. All right, thank you, All Melissa. Right, special yeah, thanks. Scott, thanks, Scott, Roberto, Oled, Roberto, Roberto, Roberto Melissa, no further. Autobots, Kenny, Decepticons, DP, Soundwave, Aaron, and Dan. We're here every single week, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for making this the best half an hour of our week every single week. Uh, we'll see everybody on Ask an Engineer in about five minutes or so. Thanks, everybody. Play us out. Yeah. What's, what's that sound like? I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe Roberta can play us out with a transformer sound. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay. Where is she going? That's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's up. Well, you guys. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs>